the company was uh, incorporated in, in 2013 by uh, our founders. Um, it's a the the main idea at the time was to say that uh, data scientists are a very uh, specific profile that is hard to recruit, hard to discover, and hard to recruit for two reasons. First, because there's a major lack of skill in in the market, and the second reason is that um, they often don't stay because um, it's because they are kind of rare. It's a easy to to give them better offers or they often move from place to place so it's um, it's a very volatile uh, profile so the, the the main idea was not to create a software that would uh, remove them or uh, make them useless not at all the idea was to create a software that would maybe lower the um, entry the barrier of entry in the data science and machine learning field so you still need to have data scientists to serve as uh, experts of the machine learning part, which is mainly what they enjoy doing the most. So it's uh, that makes sense. But you can have your whole analyst uh, team uh, carry some admittedly simpler machine learning tasks, uh, but that they couldn't do without the tool. So the idea is to integrate a to to make to enable teams to collaborate. Um, on data on data projects um, and adding the new predictive tools of machine learning to their um, historic workflow, which could be mainly um, probably SQL queries and analysis and statistics, but adding the predictive power to their to their analysis was uh, is a major improvement for companies. So it's uh, it's mainly about collaborating and. Um, enabling various skills to uh, to 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 work on those uh, complex projects okay and how much of the product is using open source components that you've kind of assembled in an inventive way versus some custom code so the main things that are open source in the in the studio are related to machine learning and, and coding uh-huh. So you probably have, uh, since apparently you've, uh, you've used the tool, you probably know that already, but we have some visual recipes that are mainly um, graphical, in the graphical interface ways of um, specifying what would be a SQL query otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would mean uh, joining and window and grouping, those kind of queries. Uh, so that that's... that's Custom code is just uh, enabling a graphical version of the of what you would do in SQL. There's one specific recipe which is prepare recipe which enables fast data cleaning and preparation. So that's very specific. And then in terms of code, it's a bit more about open source because um, so executing code recipes this is rather simple. It's just to just run the recipe, but to develop it, we we offer the Jupyter notebook environment. Mm-hmm. So. That's an, open source, that's an open source project that uh, coders really enjoy, especially people that code in Python. Um, it's available for for different languages, and uh, we also have notebooks which are um, uh, proprietary, but uh, custom code. But it's uh, for SQL, for example. We have mm-hmm. uh, we have just an environment that lets you tinker with little bits of data, and, and so that it's faster when you develop your query. So Jupyter as a first uh, item of open source. The second major item would be 
for machine learning. In machine learning, we have several engines. Um, the first uh, one that sees uh, shipped with the product, so it's always available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Scikit-Learn, so it's an open source machine learning library coded in Python. Um, it runs locally, so that's why it's always enabled. But then if your infrastructure can bear um, running distributedly, we have uh, several engines uh, based on Spark. So mm-hmm. we have uh, MLlib, which is uh, the open source machine learning library uh, for Spark. And uh, H2O, so H2O is a company that uh, creates machine learning algorithms. Well, they have some some algorithms. It's all open source, but mm-hmm. where their business model is based on they don't sell the software, it's based on something else. And uh, so we do integrate that in the, so they have a Spark uh, backed um, engine, they have a Spark engine for their for their algorithms. So we have this, the, the variant is called Sparkling Water because mm-hmm. it's H2O. So. And so that's another open source project. And lastly, the last machine learning engine I think is closed source because it's... Uh, yep, yep. And- why? I mean, I, I was using the Mac version, and I would assume it's similar with the Windows version, but maybe not with Linux. But you've sort of packaged it up in this one-shot desktop application, mm-hmm. and was that mostly just to to um, to make it easier for people to get started, or so you could control it a bit better? You know, the the rollouts and the updates and things like that. No, we don't. We don't actually control much of the of the update processes. Like it's, it's uh, let's say when we release a version, people have mm. to download it. We don't we don't really push it. It's, okay. it's just a location where it says, "Oh, there's a newer version available. You should you can upgrade." But we don't we don't roll out anything. Okay. So to answer your question, it's um, the, making some software packages is just for ease of use. Uh, actually, when you use a local version of the IQ, you, you are very limited in terms of uh, of um, features because it's, everything's available, but you are working locally, so you yeah. are working alone, and, and fundamentally, yeah, the IQ sure. is about collaboration. So, yeah. making a package is just you know so that people can work with their own their their own personal instance. Here at the IQ, we all have our personal instance, but mainly when we collaborate, we have uh, servers that run mm-hmm. a the IQ instance that we connect to. So that IQ always it's it runs on a server. So the app makes your own computer a server, but Basically, it's a web server, and so it's always accessed through the browser. Mm-hmm. So it was really about ease of use. The real enterprise uh, deployment is uh, really on the servers that's accessed from the local network. Um, the the types of work they tend to be doing. I mean, you have a lot of these kind of templates in the application, so I'm guessing that's... Uh... Yeah. So since the software is really generic, um, we don't have a specific... Um, yeah. specific vertical we, we, we target. So it's strictly because the founders are at more contacts in some industries. Um, of course, our first contracts were helped by this, by this network uh, contacts and were mostly, I think initially, banking mm-hmm. and e-commerce websites, which um, maybe were the most mature too in terms of machine learning, so that was more natural. But then if you look at the at the customer's page I sent you, you'll see that there are a lot of industrial mm-hmm. companies now that use it. There's a lot of, um, we have a video game company. So it, it's really widened in terms of um, of types of company. And so it goes from yeah. industry to banks and insurance and logistics yeah. company. And yeah, so we have a lot of templates, but uh, we have, I think, 
at least one customer in for each of those specific. And what would be um, if someone was to say, "Oh, well, why couldn't I just sort of assemble all the pieces myself and make my own thing?" Um, what would be your your argument for using the product instead of assembling the various kind of connectors and visualizers and everything themselves? So the more technical uh, users sometimes have their own workflow for their work and um, it poses two main issues. So the first one is uh, usually their workflow is completely local. Um, they may be able to connect to where they want, but they will maybe run a, I don't know, a Jupyter notebook or they, they will have their own workflow on their own computer. And so the first issue is that um, doesn't enable them to collaborate with their with their team. They, so they, they maybe they're very efficient, but they don't really share the load. And uh, sometimes you need some uh, people that are really subject mm. subject matter experts to to help in the preparation. And then, well, maybe you're a data scientist and you can handle the machine learning part. But then, how are you gonna make some um, reports that are really useful for everyone, etc.? And the second major problem is for is for the company because. Um, if everything is siloed in your in the personal computer of uh, of, of your employees, it's it's actually hard to coordinate teams, and um, it's it's about communication too. Like if you if you work on something in that IQ, you can just comment or tag someone and say, well, you know, I've, I've finished what I was meant to work on. Maybe you can take over and and do the machine learning part or just kind of interactions that. Uh, will help the team go faster on their projects. The other, and this is purely a technical answer, but uh, someone that is very technical will say, well, no, no, I can handle that. But uh, the real technical answer is, is that it's actually very hard to, to get to a level of, of um, finish that, that I could use that because we have those visual recipes that are really fast and easy to use. Um, the machine learning is, uh, is also visual. So, I mean, it's, it's about getting the whole team um, on speed, at, on speed mm-hmm. at the same level of skill and it's uh, it's really easy it's, it's ease of use of that echo that's really and really what would be kind of what you think is the best feature you have that you like to to show to potential clients <laughs> okay that's a very difficult question it's, right, it really okay. depends on what the client wants to do I guess the, the killer feature we, we we don't have a killer feature but some things that's really um, at the heart of the business problems, our customers see since uh, for it's been a few years, but um, many people have, have switched to um, they have now have data problems, so they have switched to big data infrastructures. They have Hadoop clusters, and and many companies um, because it's hard to find skilled uh, people to to exploit this data. They, those clusters stay um, accumulating data and and. The analytics are only run on mm-hmm. very small samples. And what Daiku will let you do is actually make use of this cluster because it removes the barrier um, that it's so hard to get on to extract the data from the cluster, work with live data, work with data mm-hmm. that's updated every day. You can do that in Daiku. You can uh, create scenarios and then push that to production so that it runs on the production databases in a safe environment. And that's a real game changer in terms of uh, analytics because you do the analysis on big data and not on extracts. So that's that's one of the big things. Then that can really depend on okay. people. And finally, what's on the roadmap? What's in the what's the next kind of 
features, announcements? So our next version will, um, it's going to be released uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon, actually. Um, so within a few weeks, few months. Uh, I don't have a precise date, sorry. but <laughs> And uh, one of the big things is about... Um, Reporting so and uh, and visualizations mm-hmm. we can mention that so we have a we are integrating more uh, kind visualization libraries so we have uh, our, we will make mm-hmm. R shiny available so our people that code in hard we love R shiny for visualizations because it's very powerful. Similarly, in Python, there's a library that's called Bokeh so that's uh, new types of, uh, of web apps. Um, we are releasing uh, several new um, visual recipes for um, other types of um, data manipulations. Uh, we have a pivot recipe, we have a sort recipe, and several others. Um, what else? There are improvements. Yes, yeah, so the machine learning part will be uh, overruled, so it's uh, it's different. Well, uh, one of the major features. Uh, is a model competition, so you will have a live feedback on where your training is at. And then uh, another big feature is ensembling models, so you can create uh, ensembles based on the models you've trained. Mm, can we see maybe one more important thing? Um, yes, this is very technical. Um, yeah, so visualizations, new visual recipes, overall machine learning, and something that's a bit more technical, but that some people are looking for is um, will enable some virtual okay. environments for the project. So you can you can you can uh, have a safe and get in your yeah. personal environment for each project. And if you want to tinker with the latest version of libraries, that's not going to break the, the projects of other people. It's just your own virtual environment. 